0: Welcome to Movies Are Life. I'm your host, Nathan Chandler. The birds famously sung, and I promise I'm not going to sing these lyrics, nobody wants to hear that, but uh, to everything, (laughs) to everything, turn, 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 there is a season, turn, turn, turn. And I think those lyrics perfectly sum up today's movie, 500 Days of Summer, which lies at number 50 on the 50 best rom-coms list. So, bottom of the list, so to speak, but uh, I'm welcoming in frequent guest Charles Mills to today's podcast. Uh, how are you doing? You still getting getting over that breakup?
1: Yeah, that's right. Our breakup. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, before we really dive into what you think about this film, uh, just a little bit of background in case somebody's never seen it. But 500 Days of Summer is a 2009 American romantic comedy slash drama directed by Mark Webb, who after this movie rebooted the Spider-Man franchise, The Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. Before this film, he was a director of numerous music videos, which I think completely makes sense once you watch this movie. The film stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Zoe Deschanel and employs a nonlinear narrative structure with a story based upon its male protagonist and his memories of a failed relationship. As an independent production, the film was picked up for distribution by Fox Searchlight Pictures and premiered at the 25th Sundance Film Festival. It received positive critical reviews and became a successful sleeper hit, earning over $60 million in worldwide returns for exceeding its $7.5 million budget. Many critics lauded the film as one of the best from 2009 and drew comparisons to other acclaimed films such as Annie Hall and High Fidelity. So, Charles, uh,
1: what made you pick this film as the one that you wanted to talk about on this list? I really like this movie. Um, I, again, I hadn't seen it since it came out in theaters, so I rewatched it for the first time. And, uh, yeah, it, it held up really well for me. The, it, it's, I think it's the trailer and it's the narrator thing in the trailer, you know, where he's like, you should know up front, this is not a love story. That line just always got me. I'm like, okay, this is going to be something different. Right, right, right. And I appreciated that. It reminded yeah. me, it's not not nearly as good a movie, but it reminds me a lot of The Breakup.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw The Breakup. Um, I don't really remember. <laughs> it's been a while, so I don't quite remember it. I know a lot of people were quite not satisfied with the ending of The Breakup, and I actually remember kind of liking it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Exactly, because
1: uh, it, it, it doesn't go with the super happy
0: ending. And right. And neither does this. No. Yeah. Um, and even when watching it, uh, Whitney was kind of in and out of a little bit and she was like, is this a romantic comedy? <laughs> and I, I I do think it can still uh, fall into that category, but how do you feel? Do you, it, it may li- lie more on that drama side of
1: things, but. Uh, I, I yeah, see- I definitely, I think it's a mixture. I think it's a sweet, sweet mixture of the two. Um, it's. And it, if man, I'm say mixture. It's probably is more drama, but it has the comedy element in there, and it is romantic. It's just I, I love the idea that it's uh, you know two opposed people, completely opposed, and one is hurt, and that's her reason for doing things. And the other is an optimist. They both had divorced parents, and um, they both came to their own conclusions about what that meant and all that. And I just I always love that. I because they're they're both at fault, and they're both you know, not at fault for the relationship in the way it had. It just, you know, cause I, you know, you could argue that she, um, you know, told him no, and he accepted that. And then she kissed him and kind of let it on. But you could also argue that he ignored all the signs too. Mm-hmm. So there's a mixture there. They both did things that pushed it further than it perhaps should have gone. Right. Yeah. And I appreciate, I like that. It felt realistic that way. Yeah. Yeah. I- I I
0: totally agree with you. Uh, it's it's probably been um around when the movie came out. Um, since I've seen it, and I remember I can't remember if I saw it in the theater. I kind of feel like it did, and it was probably one of the first Blu-rays that I bought <laughs> also. And so uh, just because I was that drawn to it, and watching it now, I can kind of see how uh, some of the cuteness, so to speak, of it. You know, it, it's. It's unique in its editing style and kind (laughs) of it's uh, kitschiness, so to speak. But I so I can understand why somebody may think it's a little too cute. But personally, I just really love this movie (laughs) because uh, for several reasons. But I think one, I think it purpose like it perfectly encapsulates how a 20 something feels about love, thinks about love especially, you know, being single and kind of being out there. And I just can easily reflect back to that time. And so much of what I thought was maybe finding the right one was if, if that person had exact taste in music as I did, <laughs> or you know, and like you said, you know, he kind of had this list in his head that like filled in the check marks, so to speak. And Summers is doing that. But, you know, but she's not completely on the same wavelength. So um, I, I think just the way especially a young professional who might be si- single, you know, you have your work and then you probably are focused on romance. And I just think be, at the time I probably could relate a lot more because I was in my 20s when I first saw it, seeing it now as a 40 year old. It kind of brought me back to that time and how i kind of felt about things so that's how i felt like it completely held up so uh i don't know if you connect to that at all
1: yeah i do um and and you mentioned the editing uh we gotta we've got to talk about that for just a second um but the editing is fantastic like this is this is one of the most creatively edited films and specifically it's a sequence where it does a split screen of expectations and reality yes that scene killed me in the theater when i saw it and it still killed me now because it is like it's so accurate i mean you know you and it's not even that he was going to a party just to randomly hook up with someone he went to a party for that one girl and he's hoping she would just kind of fall madly in love with him again and leave with him you know and that's i have felt that before like i've you know it's like is it gonna happen you know you've, you've worked it up in your head so much and 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 that just that just kills me that absolutely depresses me um but it, <laughs> it, but it's so well done. it's such an innovative technique um uh, and I, I just i really 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 appreciated that and um but yeah i i I am more like his character i'm I'm kind of an optimist a romantic when it comes to relationships and love and fate and signs and all that stuff that's and I still am I haven't really grown out of it uh that's that's just the way I am and. So I still relate to it's funny cause the years I still relate to him much more, but now I really do see like her side of things. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, she, see, she, you know, at the end the heartbreaking line, I used to be kind of mad about, she she's like, I, it, what did you say about it? It's, it's the, it's the thing I was never sure about with you. Right. Um, <laughs> and it's like, that used to make me kind of mad. I'm like, well, what? you know, but then now I'm like, ah, well, if, if she wasn't sure she didn't have, to, it's not like, You know she should follow her heart too but he but you know now i see that he actually did change her life and he probably opened her up to loving people you know he was you know they say he's the first one that was able to be in her room and get break down that wall so you know in a sense he he did change her life and he probably helped the next guy able to break down further walls and and really kind of change her and he you know as the ending implied with autumn that he really stayed the same so you know (laughs) So yeah, he's not and, hurt in the long run for it, and she's definitely not hurt in the long run. So, yeah,
0: yeah, and if anything, almost kind of likewise, how you know the relationship helped Summer break down those relationship walls, so to speak. She really helped him pursue this scheme of really going you know the architecture route and open yeah, that up. That yeah, and and um, and I, I think there's another reason I connect to this. And I think I made reference to it before, but um, I made a short film called Sick," which was pretty much inspired <laughs> by a breakup. Uh, me and my friend Courtney, she uh, kind of did the female side. I kind of did the male side of things. Now, when I say this, um, I'm not comparing this movie to the movie I did because this is obviously leaps and bounds way better than what i was able to produce in college let, let, the, but let we, the people decide that let the people decide <laughs> but we we did very similar things as far as kind of the fantasy type of elements like uh the sequence you know like we didn't quite have like han solo looking back at him in a reflection but you know oh, I, I love that part i love yeah, that yeah. part yeah but um we really played with those um I mean, we didn't have anything quite as stellar as the expectations and reality scene you were talking about. But we played with these kind of, you know, oh, this is what's going to happen. And so I connect to it in that level. But the whole point of our movie as well was like these relationships didn't work. But, you know, it 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 breaks it it furthers you uh, in life as far as like what you really want to pursue. And that might not be another person that might actually be, um, you know, your own desires in life. It's that. It's cliche to say, but, you know, it's better to work
1: on yourself before you actually get into a
0: relationship with somebody.
1: Yeah, I mean, yes, but I don't know if it's cliche in the movies. I mean, in the movies, it's always it's, it's exactly what he says in the movie at the end when he quits his job, that it's all lies like that. You know, we become kind of, you know, wide eyed and and uh, and just looking at all these relationships and how they work out, because in a typical Hollywood movie they would kind of meet in the middle, understand each other and still be together at the end, you know? And that, mm-hmm. and that's kind of, it perpetuates a lie. That's not always going to be the case. You know, it's like sleepless in Seattle where it's fade. They end up together at the end. That's not always going to be the case. <laughs> and, and that's what, it's what I really like about this movie. Um, I also, I, the music is fantastic. I, mm-hmm. I still love it. I know it's kind of the indie, I don't know, hipster kind of vibe thing, but, but I, i really really like it and and the music and the editing really creates a an emotional response more than the actual story does like it all just kind of really goes together to hit you hard
0: oh yeah so. for sure i i think it and i kind of mentioned uh <laughs> because we had a lost connection you might not have uh, heard this setup but i've talked a little bit about mark webb the director he has a a huge music video background, and you can definitely see this in this movie. It's almost like a little music videos throughout this whole narrative. But also with the use of music, it's. I think they're really in tune with like what songs you know go with uh, right. certain scenes.
1: Right. It's fantastic. It is, and and I also like the little like visual things, like um, you know, I feel like one of them was when he was walking away down the street and it kind of became the art, the drawn cartoon mm-hmm. thing. Like, I, that was an album cover, right? That's a, is that a Bob Dylan album cover? I think I, I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think it is like, I think there's, there's small stuff that throughout, I may be completely wrong on that. They were seen uh vanilla sky, the Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> it's, it's been probably since the theater. It's been forever. They do that. They do that in that movie. Like, because he's kind of living a fantasy type thing. And in that movie, so many of the shots represent, all these things that he loves so they do an art a a cover of an album he loves they do movie shots so i some on some level i think those movies are kind of on the same wavelength anyway but but yeah no i I think this movie's great i there's not really anything that i fault about this movie it it flows really well i i like the sister that knows that's kind of an interesting perspective this is a younger sister that knows way much more than he does (laughs) i thought that was a nice touch um and this is probably a Joseph Gordon-Levitt's best movie, I think. I mean, I, he's done, well, I like 50, 50 though, a lot too. I think that was another really good one, but
0: yeah, it, it's, but I think it's again, my favorite though. You keep bringing up movies that I've, I have I've seen, but <laughs> probably not since when they first came out. So I'm not like quite in touch with them, but I've, I've always uh, been a really big fan of his. I, I like this stuff uh, that he creates. Um, And he's always you're you're probably right as far as this being uh, a standout. But, you know, he's done a lot of the the Christopher Nolan uh, flicks. You know, he's in Inception and he's in one of the Batman movies, too. Right. Yeah. The last one he's
1: Robin, which I didn't I didn't (laughs) didn't love the last Batman movie, but that's not really his fault. I just (laughs) I don't know how you felt about it yeah um i i
0: didn't really watch uh third rock from the sun uh very much so that just you know i just oh, that was that really, i like that
1: show a lot yeah that's a great um, show um and he's a, have you seen looper oh great movie I, well, he played, really uh, he played Br- movie. young bruce willis yeah yeah, yeah
0: yeah yeah that's a yeah that i really i really like that movie I, I really i'm a big fan of ryan johnson i like his stuff too other than uh, last jedi Oh, you're you're one of those. <laughs> I'm one of those.
1: <laughs> I, I hate the Last Jedi. <laughs> the Last Jedi maybe my least favorite Star Wars film by far. Well, well, I I don't want to. That
0: that could be probably its own separate <laughs> uh, podcast. But uh, but I you... want to
1: just be clear. I like I like Ryan Johnson a lot. I love a, a lot of his movies.
0: You know, Last yeah. Onion was good. Yeah. Have you taken Have you checked out Poker Face yet? Not yet. Um, I, I, I've i been meaning to because it's gotten really good reviews. So, yeah, I, I, I watched the pilot. Um, I, I, I liked it. I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to
1: decide whether I should keep going with it, if that makes sense. So. Well, yeah, because there's so many shows out there now. Yeah, I think no. television shows are better than movies at this point. <laughs> they, have, they have like, I don't know, they have like much bigger budget. So they have, that doesn't, nothing looks cheesy or cheap. They're attracting the best directors it's it's kind of amazing. It's I I think this is kind of the new golden era for television.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Uh did you uh did you like Zoe Deschanel in
1: this uh movie? Uh I did and I, I never watched The New Girl um which is what I guess most people know her from. Right. I know I, I mostly know her from Elf. I liked her a lot in Elf. So, yeah, I liked her character in this. I I I um I, again, I you know when I first watched it, I was much more into him and just kind of a how dare she do that kind of thing to him but again now i see it's kind of a mixture of both sides you know and i i think she played the performance well because she's not she she's really not i i don't know again she doesn't lead him on per se but she sends mixed signals and that's kind of the thing and but it's really she's at the beginning she said she didn't know what it was so again you can't really fault her for that and 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 you know and and again she's better off I think she, you know like we said he helped her change and as you mentioned he helped she helped him change professionally and do something that made him a lot happier so oh
0: yeah um,
1: yeah
0: she uh, I I think she fits this role perfectly I, I appreciate her because she's almost just she's she seemed very like hurt herself. And maybe that could be a little knock on her, like how much is her character different than New Girl in this movie than Elf or whatever like that. But uh, yeah, I think she was perfectly cast in this movie. And uh, we we did watch New Girl, and we we enjoyed the the show a lot. But I uh, she is also an actress. I, I just don't um, you know she for whatever reason she's a lot to take in if you watch a lot like i think new girl when we watched it, it was on tv so we watched it on a weekly basis I, I i it would be hard to take in as far as like catching it now on streaming and just watching back to back to back episodes but it that might be the more of the whole vibe of the show which is a lot of uh loud personality <laughs> a lot of loud personalities but um but she you know obviously uh her band she and him you know, which uh, one yeah. of the songs featured on the soundtrack here and stuff like that. So um I, I feel like she's a very much like either really into her vibe or you're not at
1: all. <laughs> I no, I like her in this. I, like, I don't really know much what she's been outside besides new girl and elf. Like, I don't know other movies of hers really. Well, she was in the happening, which I've actually never seen. Did you see that? Oh one? yeah, she is. But that movie, I don't hate that movie like everyone else does, but I, I did forget about her in that movie. That's kind of <laughs> um, it's. It's not as bad as everyone makes it out to be, right? So right you know right. what that you know what it's about, right? Like, uh, yeah, I've heard I've I've heard the premise. So about uh, plants, basically. <laughs> yeah, but what what I like about that movie is is, is it deals with suicide. Like the plants, like I they don't really fully say, it, but I guess the plants put off this kind of thing chemical, and it makes you kill yourself. Oh, okay. And and it's like really violent, horrific ways. And it's, it's still, that part's really like freaky. And anyway, I don't know why people hated it so much. It's not the (laughs) worst movie ever made for sure.
0: Yeah. Another part, what I liked about the movie specifically on how it, plays with a timeline and goes back and forth. They do a good job with the time cards and the kind of the, you know, the season, it's either if things are going bad, right. it's kind of gray and when it's bright, but I yeah. also really, I really liked the sense of like, you could follow everything that was going on, uh, which I think is really hard to do when you're jumping back and forth like that. Right. And, and I enjoyed how, uh, certain, uh, certain scenes, you know, we see the Ikea scene, um, where it's really cute where they really have this you know connection around the store and then like <laughs> later how you know it things aren't going as well and uh, playing off the same thing and everything like that um so i i i really like that movie just I, i'm really impressed with you never get lost and it seems like it right. could have been a movie w- where you could you could get lost in it
1: and i um i remember reading about the editing that there's a lot of like invisible cuts like he would I maybe wrong on the exact timeline, but I, I think this was one of the first movies, um, mainstream movies, besides like Star Wars, to really like play with like taking different takes and together in a seamless thing.
0: Hmm. So
1: it they a lot. The director talked about doing a lot of like digital tweaks and all that. Um and I believe it was edited in Final Cut Pro, actually. Oh um, I'd have to I'd have to look that up, check But yeah, the um but the director talked about that because I remember like Star Wars george lucas is all about digital editing especially with like the phantom menace and stuff and he would he would like take take one from this actor and take two from this one and put them together and that's that's what they did for this movie hmm. and he said there's a bunch of invisible cuts that you'll never see because they're like so seamlessly stitched together huh. in terms of performance which i think it's cool because it's it does feel very fine-tuned um i mean to and i think that goes along with what you're saying you don't get lost you know it's, it's just, it's very, 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 very specific. And I like that.
0: Yeah. You mentioned, uh, you mentioned this quote that uh, she had, uh, <laughs> I mean, like you watching again, I kind of forgot that it existed. And when uh, she says uh, uh, it, it kind of hit me like a dagger too, where, uh, you know, he said, uh, you don't want to be named as anybody's girlfriend. And now you're someone's wife. And she said, I, I just woke up one day and I knew, and he said, knew what, what I was never sure of with you. <laughs> I was like, "Oh man!" Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, that's a very memorable line. Is there anything? Uh, were there any other lines that stuck out
1: to you at all? I I do like. I, I mean, it's not a quote, but I like the fact that he, when he's you know fully into her, he likes the uh, he likes all the things about her, all the things that are kind of you know idiosyncrasies and all that. And then when he goes back and he hates them all, and it's it's basically listing the exact same things, exact same shots. It's just he hates them now, and so I like that. I appreciate that quote um and i like the uh I, I like a lot of what the sister says of you yeah. know it's not important Tom. like or she he says uh you know they, they make that joke about pms he's like she's like what he's like what do you know about pms and he's like, more than you tom Like, i I love that line because I again i like that character of the all it's kind of like a yoda character the all-knowing younger sister kind of thing so, yeah
0: uh uh also i found i found it pretty funny with the when his boss uh calls him in at the you know tom works at the card, card. <laughs> yeah at the screening card company i like i appreciated the joke because you kind of could see where it was going you know because he's so morose like you know he's probably not producing the uh the great work but roses are red violets are blue f you whore <laughs> and i like how it just yeah. like it wasn't like you knew it'd be you knew it'd be dark but they just like they went all in with it i i think that's a kind of a, a funny moment that's kind of like <laughs> in the wedding singer when adam sandler sings his song
1: yeah. it goes hard, hardcore to that
0: yeah yeah um I, I i secretly would i would love to work at a greeting card company i don't know about you <laughs> really no no
1: it would it would be i would be depressed i don't know because i couldn't i don't know Oh, because that's what he's right about. It's all lies. I, I've always, uh, I've always
0: prided myself on finding the like good greeting greeting card for somebody for a birthday or whatever. Uh, always like a, a pretty good touch of humor and stuff. So I've always appreciated the creativeness of it, and I felt like uh, I, I would excel in that environment. So well, I'm sentimental.
1: Lot. Like if I get a card like that, it'd probably make me cry. But I never <laughs> like quite know how to to pick the right one. I'm always like, ah, I don't know. I remember I found a I found a greeting card a long time ago with my friend. We were in high school and it was like it had a picture of a of a chicken and a spring on the front, and on the inside it just said "You ain't." And I didn't know what that meant for the longest time. We, we were like, "That's <laughs> the weirdest card I've ever seen," but it's it's basically saying you're you're not a spring chicken. You're old. I had no idea. It was like, "What is that?"
0: It was uh, like, "You ain't happy
1: birthday." Yeah, yes. yeah.
0: It's like,
1: yeah. so that's one of my favorite cards.
0: That's hilarious.
1: I don't know why that made me laugh so much. It made me uh, laugh. We were in the store. We're like, "What is this? Like, what does this card mean?" I I guess I'd never heard the term "spring chicken" before that. But anyway. uh, I re-
0: I remember I got a card. uh It was early on when Whitney and I were dating uh for her <laughs> for her mom, and I, I don't know why it just. And I won't repeat what the the joke was. Initially, it's just funny, but then it basically has like a sexual. Uh, context to it behind it mm. just kind of, it's a it was a dirty card and for whatever reason when i first bought it that aspect of it didn't didn't hit me and so i remember showing it to her and she was like there's no way you're giving this to my mom <laughs> so anyway uh so yes. i have no reason for that but so thankfully
1: uh <laughs> thankfully when helped dodge helped me dodge that bullet <laughs> well that was yeah. another card uh um i was helping my friend pick out the same friend with the spring chicken card, but um there was a card that said uh, a penny for your thoughts and on the inside it said like a dollar for your panties <laughs> and yeah. i always said that. so i told him i was like you need to put a dollar and a penny in there like just, just <laughs> anyway, oh, that's,
0: yeah but uh, so. well, yeah i think that i think this movie was one of those things that i was like oh i've never thought about that there would actually be a company that made i mean yeah it makes sense you go greeting card yeah. i don't think you ever think about the uh people that uh make those <laughs> so um but um we talked about as uh, uh s- some memorable scenes that are uh are i i think i'll kind of just the gun here like my favorite you already mentioned is expectations uh reality uh scene mm-hmm. i i think that's masterful and i've i've always had this um uh, whether Not even necessarily that, but like if you've ever had like a job interview that you're, you know, or even like some kind of conflict you have to have with somebody, you always play those scenarios out. And I kind of have this model in my life. I try not to go too deep into that of uh, the expectation side because almost always it never turns out that the way I think it'll go, whether positive or negative, you know, and so I, I really dig that scene a lot um i also had the uh hollow notes uh musical number uh scene yes. i just love
1: that <laughs> i love that scene the, the the i remember in theaters when the, you know han solo winked at him i just I was like oh my gosh <laughs> and but again that's one of those things that catches the emotion of that you know and it, it's not i mean it's not really just related to the sex part of it but it is that emotion like you know he felt like he's on top of the world now and you know and it, and just the dancing, the outright dancing, everything makes me so happy. People high fiving down the street. <laughs> I, yeah. it just, yeah. So, yeah, the and I, solo thing is what's similar for me.
0: And I'm not saying this is everybody, but I think. I definitely relate to Tom in that, especially especially as a twenty-something. I just always wrapped around uh, I used culture to kind of wrap context into <laughs> things in life. So I can I I can completely re- relate to you know play as playing a certain song in your head or you know seeing you know seeing these scenarios and stuff. So uh, a lot of times before you get into I would say the life type of things like family or just schedules and all that kind of stuff. You, you put those kind of things, you know, you put those as how you relate to everything. So I I think that that scene really uh, plays off of that a whole lot.
1: Yeah. And again, it's not just the, the, the second part, it's the fact that he's succeeded, you know, in his mind, he's, he's been able to break down the wall a little bit more. Was there any other scenes that stood out to you? Well, I you know I actually uh, I like the ending scene. I, I kind of mentioned it when he when he quits because usually this could be like so over the top dramatic or something. But I actually liked his speech in it, and the whole thing felt realistic too. Um, you know, and, and it wasn't it wasn't like an evil boss or something. They didn't make it like stereotypically dramatic. Like the boss actually really seemed to care about him. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just I appreciated the realism in that scene. You know, and and him kind of the explosion finally all this all this depression all this is finally coming out of him um I also really liked uh the scene on the train you know it's like they he doesn't want to talk to her he wants to ignore and it's like she comes up to him and it just rekindles all that for him again you know mm-hmm. the, that 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 gets me oh another, yeah they're connecting again oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I I'm glad you mentioned that one. I, uh, I had kind of forgotten about that. Uh, Yeah, and the scene where he quits, uh, I appreciated his friend who kind of does a, a slow clap a slow for him. Clap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <I> like that. <laughs> and realizes that oh, <laughs>
1: yeah, nobody else is really well. And I, you know, and I like the um, I like the, the supporting cast was great because they they weren't too like over the top ridiculous. They were they were actually looking out for their friend. Um you know Mm -hmm. because they he's like no you don't get it everyone's going he's he's trying to you know get him to go without being too old i like that and and then you have the other friend that's been married for a while and it's just i don't know i think they really they felt like real friends like long-term relationships and they felt like they were again goes back to them caring for him just like i felt like the boss cared for him he has all these like people in his circle that really do care for him movie musings in
0: this movie summer is very vocal with her love for Ringo Starr, uh, so I wanted to ask you uh, who your favorite Beatle was.
1: Paul McCartney. But I, I, I've never gotten the hate for Ringo. Actually, I think he's one of the best drummers. And I actually just learned something about him that he, um, he's left-handed, and so he the, but he plays the drums right-handed. But it's it's like he this is weird. So basically, it changes the rhythm of his songs. He's a very unique rhythm because he's like switching dominant hands. Huh, and and it gives it gives a very like unique style that's kind of hard to play, um, right? And so I think he's one of the best drummers. But yeah, Paul McCartney by far. Paul McCartney um, is the reason I started playing bass. I, I love Paul McCartney. Um, yeah, he. I think he's just brilliant. So.
0: I I don't. Th- I've always really enjoyed the Beatles. I can't say. I've never, uh loved them to enough to really have a hard opinion about like which beetle is the best. But I think it's definitely that you don't think about Ringo as much, but I will say I watched get back the Peter Jackson d- documentary and watching that man, my appreciation for Ringo star just like escalated. Like in that movie, he is always the first one there. He, he is just like, right. he is like this. He's you see that maybe he was, Quite the constant in that group, like he, right. you know, and so, and also, you know, being talented as well. But um, I think maybe when this movie came out, uh, that was maybe a controversial opinion. But I think especially after this documentary, uh, a lot of respect
1: was thrown the stars way after <laughs> watching Get Back. Right. Well, and it, you know, and, and he probably he and George Harrison were probably overshadowed by John Lennon and Paul McCartney. That's just that's the dynamic of that group. You know, so that it's and, and Paul McCartney is definitely The more mainstream one, the more accessible With, the you know, the love songs and all that So it, it's hard to say, but yeah the, the, the two, the dynamic Was just too big for that group
0: <laughs>
1: for, for sure
0: um, So in this uh, Tom has a favorite Spot that he has that he sits and Sketches, I was just wondering, do you have A favorite spot or location That you go to,
1: to think Meditate Sort of I you know, I actually have a hard time like meditating and zoning out. Believe it or not. Like, I can never shut off my mind um, This this one may sound weird, but go into the movies and it, mm-hmm. It's not even like necessarily a particular theater But just being in the movies in the dark like I can, that's the time I can like I fully focus on the screen the movie going on and I can like Zone out and then even if I've been in like, you know, something terrible happened to me that day I go to a movie and I come out feeling better So I don't don't know if that's exactly, but that's my closest I have really. I enjoy
0: running a lot. And even though I'm running, I'm usually listening to a podcast or something. So I'm not completely clearing my mind, but that's kind of my uh, zen-like spot where I can kind of get away. And I, in particular, uh, we don't live too far from OU's campus. And if I can, I love running on uh, the campus, especially like on a game day before Everybody's there. There's something about running in such a known and public place, but when it's empty and it's quiet, I just, I can really, uh, I can really tap into that. Uh, you know, but,
1: I tried um, uh, I tried recently. Um, have you seen those like pods? Those like water. Um, uh, what do they call them? It's, oh, it's like a chamber. Yeah. What do they call it though? It's, it's a it's chamber. You you go into it and it's like, it's, it's like room temperature, water, slightly heated. They close it out. There's no lights. or are just in the dark. It's a deprivation chamber. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and you go, and, and I, I could not relax. Like, so you book you have to book it for, like, the hour. And when I went to, and I'm sitting there floating, and I I just, I was getting stressed out. It was making me, like, freak out. So, like, I I, I didn't want to embarrass myself because I was, like, the only person there at the time. And, like, so I just, I got out of it. And I just, they have a little shower there. I just kind of sat there outside of it <laughs> waiting for the hour to be up. Um, <laughs> that's how much I can't get out of my head. It, it was uh, it that's yeah because I, because I, it's 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 equity once you get inside it and it's it's salt water they put a lot of salt in there let's not salt well i don't even know but they put a lot of stuff in it and so like i had a cut on my hand i remember it kept burning when i'd get it in the water i was just miserable <laughs> I, was like, I was like this is terrible <laughs> and, and it was not it was not relaxing <laughs> i was not having a spiritual moment or anything it's just misery so yeah i took i got out took a shower and i'm just sitting there like <laughs> looking at my phone <laughs> uh, i'm not saying that
0: those things don't exist anymore but um i i have a feeling that a lot of people probably have the same experience as you because it's something you definitely don't hear about as much anymore
1: I, I i had heard about them a little bit but yeah they they opened one in, in fort worth near me and i was like you know what i'm gonna try that out it, just, it was weird <laughs> it was weird. And yeah. I, I, I know most people would have probably just walked out you know like they would but i was like i don't i feel embarrassed that this is how i did it i can't no, even, I, I can't even say i don't like baths either like i i'm not a bath person i'm a shower person yeah, i don't yeah. like being in my own water like <laughs> especially <laughs> in the dark like and then i've watched many horror films you never know what's going to come at you uh, I, so know, I, bur- I know burning hand don't want to be enclosed this is the worst <laughs>
0: it's the worst yeah. yeah yeah that that's that's never appealed to me at all um uh in this movie uh they go to a bar and for a karaoke night it kind of plays out in some different scenes I, I was wondering uh what's your favorite karaoke song
1: uh well uh, don't stop believing is always a good one but that's, oh, that that's kind of a stereotype i actually to take it back to the beatles i like the song revolution um I love that one with the I, I I feel like I'm pretty good at that one. My sister and I we used to there's PlayStation games like for singing games. I can't remember what they're called, Sing Star and other things. Yeah, like, yeah, karaoke like, stars. Used to, yeah, we just used to do that. We would you know my sister and I would just compete like hardcore just <laughs> against each other. It's kind of fun. You know what another one I like too. This is, <laughs> um, uh, what is the, the I don't know what it's called. It's the it's a um, it's oh god, what's his name? The country stars. Uh it's Neon Light. Uh, uh oh, Brooks and Dunn? Brooks and Dunn, yeah, 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 Neon Moon facing that. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Neon Moon. That's what it okay. is. Yeah. My friends took me to a, a country bar. Oh god, it was it was bad. And that was one of the songs playing there. But but that this is kind of a weird thing, but they um I didn't want to go. They take me there, and then there's like this old woman who's gotta be in her seventies, maybe eighties, and she's kind of like leather chaps and like this and and she's just like constantly like hitting on me during the whole thing like just uncomfortably like and my friends thought it was hilarious so they're just like leaving me alone i'm like please god get me out of this place anyway so the neon moon just reminded me that's the memory Now every time I hear that
0: song, I picture you and a a dear old. This would be what I was very honest.
1: This is like early twenties, and I just I couldn't get. But like she was like with chaps, like leather chaps with like a thong. Like it was very uncomfortable. (laughs) He's trying to give me a lap dance, and I was like, I just want out of here, please, God. What 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 was the name of that country bar again? I just I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) It was somewhere in Fort Worth. This in the middle of like nowhere, Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. So. It that wasn't isn't... like a strip club or anything. It was like like a, a country western bar like they were doing line dancing and all that. And it's just weird. <laughs> Cuz I didn't want to be mean. So I was just, just like, "Please God, please God."
0: <laughs> well, I, I don't quite know how to transition out of that, but well, <laughs> sorry.
1: You can <laughs> cut that one out if you want to. That no, so I
0: think fun. it's a, I think it's hilarious.
1: Rom-com rankings.
0: I do feel like this could be considered a romantic comedy, even though uh, they don't necessarily end up together. But uh, the first category I have is the romantic chemistry between the leads. So
1: um, between Tom and Summer, what would you give it? I give it a five. I thought their chemistry was great. They were fantastic. Because again, that moment where his friend is like, he likes you, he likes you. And she's like, is that true? That was like, I, I was like, oh, that's 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 great. Like he's, you know. So anyway, so yeah, I thought they, I thought they went – a lot of chemistry nice yeah I, i'm glad you felt that i gave it four and a half solely because the
0: half they didn't end up together uh but as far as like especially seeing uh, we just talked about karaoke but that one you know they hang out together that one work night and after his buddy's been put in the cab and sent off that uh that scene where that plays out between them and kind of the quiet moments and that's the time where mark webb just lets the camera linger i mean you just you just feel it between those right. those two uh those two actors and uh yeah i, I think it's great so i would give it five
1: except uh, you know they do but you know and it's like the the breakup movie we were talking about where they did end up together i would not give that a four and a half because i didn't feel even though they dated in real life vince fawn and jennifer aniston i did not feel like had chemistry so right. I don't know why we give that one, but anyway, does Vince Vaughn have chemistry with anybody
0: really? <laughs> uh, Owen Wilson. <laughs> yeah. But he always seems to kind of bully himself to, into any relationship he is, you know, into a romantic movie. Like it's kind of like, we just watched uh, Dodgeball recently for whatever reason. And it's kind of similar to that. He just somehow we're supposed to just believe because he's Vince Vaughn that this relationship works but <laughs> well,
1: that's, that's kind of the same thing with like Adam Sandler like I never really believe he the only person i believe he said chemistry with is Drew Barrymore
0: you hit it on a little bit um of Tom's uh, best friends in this movie uh Mackenzie played by Jeffrey arend i think that's how he said his name and Paul played by Matthew Grey Gabler i recognize him from uh Criminal Minds but uh f- from 1 to 5 what you seem to be kind of high on them but the what's the rating you give to this uh, best friend aspect in this movie
1: five yeah I really, I really, wow. really, really yeah i love that aspect it felt, something about it felt real to me they weren't just like goofy comedic characters they actually had like personalities and they were you know, really trying to help their friend out
0: okay okay I, I i gave it three i i liked i liked mckenzie and he gets a lot more uh, screen time than uh, paul does uh paul yeah. just kind of awkwardly shows up some at some times but i think isn't it he paul and scrubs most of the time so that kind of makes sense for a doctor you know who's just works like really odd hours and stuff but um yeah i i really i, I liked him i enjoyed him but it it was probably the one aspect of this movie i didn't remember like kind of going in the second time like i couldn't have told you like you know who the supporting actors were i i just
1: i give you that yeah but i but i still i liked him uh, and I guess the boss counts in that category a little bit too. I like the boss a lot. Yeah, Agent
0: yeah, Coulson. yeah, yeah. Agent Coulson. Uh, we kind of hit. We hit on this earlier. Uh, I think. Uh, I think we'll probably fall in the same place on this. But uh, the soundtrack for you. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you rate it?
1: A five. Yeah, and it's crazy because I don't know a lot of the songs at all. I couldn't tell you what they are, but they just. I give them that because they fit so well with the movie like extremely well i was like this it's just like it's perfect for the scene and that can be hard to do you know it, but that that gives this movie it's kind of cool it's kind of um it felt a lot like juno the soundtrack seemed very similar so i like that i like that kind of acoustic uh I don't know what you want to call it like heartwarming i think they're, they're good or like acoustic like indie rock or something i don't know what you call it
0: Yeah, no, I agree. You kind of, you hit on it earlier too. I think you kind of mentioned it kind of being a little hipster-ish, but um, I I think, I think especially when you have some songs uh, featuring the Smiths, uh, some of the other uh, Simon Garfunkel's on the soundtrack, Uh, Regina uh, Spector has a couple of songs on there, but like you, like you, the um, Hall
1: Notes, of course. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I I listened to the soundtrack um, just on Spotify and I just I think all the music is just good on its own, like if you listen to the soundtrack and stuff. But I also like it because you hit on it perfectly. Now, when I hear some of the songs like on the soundtrack, it connects me to the scenes in the movie, Um, especially uh, there's a wolf mother song when he's kind of when he's like sketching on the chalkboard, kind of going into his like architecture dive, you know, after he's quit his job Um, and sweet disposition that. When I hear that song, I think of this movie. And so I, that's why I think the soundtrack's five hearts. One, I can listen to it on my own, but also it ties into this movie so well. They work work off of one another. So uh, yeah, we're definitely in lockstep there. <laughs> okay, so the fourth category I have, and this one's uh, probably, uh, it's a, a little hard to categorize, but I, I have it as the chase scene slash declaration of love. Um, so... I I don't know. This could kind of go two different ways. I, I don't know if it could be them meeting, you know, at his favorite spot again and kind of going through all that. Maybe that's kind of where they're hashing things out. It's not really a declaration of love, but this one was a little uh, hard for me to, uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's that expectation expectations, reality scene, if that's kind of the chasing, you know, but um, am I, am I the only one who's kind of struggling <laughs> with this one a little bit?
1: It's not really, I, but I would say the part where he, he gets in a fight at the bar and then he like leaves and he, and, yeah. and he doesn't call her, but she's looking at it and then she shows up. That's kind of the, fir- the I would equate that to that kind of scene. It's like, you know, they, the stupid things happen. They fall apart, but now they're coming back. And that's what always happens in the rom-coms. You know, it's like something happens, they fall apart. They don't like each other and they show back up. Yeah. um But again, this movie, since they don't end up, they don't, they don't end up together. They don't do that. But I, but the closest is that scene where they, they both clearly want to talk to each other and she finally shows up. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that's oh, that's so probably how, one of the we... moments where she, even though she wasn't a hundred percent sure she was, you know, that was a moment she was probably pretty sure. Yeah so what what would your rating be for the, for this category? Oh it's, it's NA this is it's not applicable really but I, mean, I know I, I mean it's I hard I know. I it cuz cuz I'm picturing like you know like the scenes in like love actually where the little boys chasing the girl through the airport or i'm picturing in uh when harry met sally when billy crystal shows up at the new year's party those are so great or even Mm -hmm. as i mentioned sleepless in seattle or the original one love affair whatever it's called uh it's just ah there's so many great ones and so if i can't say na i'll say a one (laughs) okay so um because i like um I guess
0: because this is my podcast, I'm gonna make it NA because I don't want the uh one one star uh to dip this
1: one Okay. Oh, okay one heart okay, to cool. this one down. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It just doesn't and, apply. That's the closest scene.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh okay, the last one, uh, rewatchability.
1: Uh, what do you give it? Uh I would watch it again. So five. Um it, it there's I just haven't I, I it's one of those things I don't really know why I haven't rewatched it since the theater. Although the scenes like I said, they hit me hard in the theater. So maybe that had something to do with it, but, but I would definitely watch it again. It held up well. Yeah. For me, uh, my wife's the, never I, seen it. So I kind of, I, I wanted to watch it with her, but it just, the timing didn't work out, but I'd still like her to see it. So I may rewatch it with her. Yeah. Um,
0: like you, I, I gave it five. One, it, once it, it, I always like coming back to movies. I remember enjoying so much the first time when it's been a while and just to almost be like, Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. This is, this is completely, I, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't totally off on my feelings the first go around. And so, right. yeah, right. like you, I, I'm glad I saw this again. Cause it'll probably be a movie. That's more on my tip of my tongue when I'm recommending, you know, like, Hey, have you, it, has it been a while since you've seen 500 days of summer? You really should check it out. Um, so well,
1: and um I was gonna say too, um, this is not related at all, but like um American Beauty. When I I saw that when it first came out, which is 99, and then I rewatched and I hadn't watched it again, and I rewatched it for the podcast, and I realized like how time changes you. And I don't want to say matures because that doesn't necessarily sound right, but but in that movie. I the first time I watched it, I was in high school, and I related to the high school characters in the movie. And I thought the <laughs> parents were weird. I just couldn't get into it. it; didn't make sense to me. And I, I always said I didn't really like the movie. I already watch it now, and and the main guy's like I think he's forty two. is what he says or something, or he's close to that age. So I'm much closer to his age now, and it's like oh, now the now the teenagers seem weird to me. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, and I don't know what happened in the 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 meantime. You know, the meanwhile, but uh. this movie was not like that actually like i didn't even though there you know it's been over a decade since i'd seen it i i i could appreciate her character more that's the main difference but i still feel like it held up i didn't feel like i didn't feel like there were any characters that i only appreciated because i was young and immature and silly so i don't know
0: yeah no um yeah, even though I can maybe see a little argument that this isn't a rom-com because the two main characters don't end up together, but I I think quite the opposite. It's still very open with uh, the notion of romance. Uh, you know, it's not a cynical movie. So even though these characters don't end up together, um, that doesn't mean that love doesn't exist. And so yeah, and, they go out of their
1: way. They go out of their way to show that he's that it didn't die for him. So
0: r- right, he's still and, a romantic. And we, we and we didn't really touch on this too much and we don't have to dive into it, but it's also a, a very funny movie. I I, I laugh. It is. A lot. It, yeah. So um, we <laughs> I think the, the the deepness of it kind of makes you overlook some of the pure uh, funny moments uh, in this film. Uh, but yeah, I. I I'm definitely glad it's on this list and it'll be interesting to see kind of where it uh, ranks with everything. But for me personally, just as a movie as itself, I hold it up really high, but I think it's a great romantic comedy. Re- recommendations. Is there uh, one thing that you're watching, reading, listening to that you are recommending to people right now?
1: Um, I'm really into the last of us TV show. I, yeah, we love that show uh i you know and i i played the game but i never i never beat it i'm terrible about beating games so for me it's like like the first few episodes i was like okay this is exactly like the game and then it got into an episode where i'm like oh i haven't got this far <laughs> so it's kind of cool because i'm like i'm like okay i can see they had a lot of detail a lot of appreciation and then um but yeah no, i know i really recommend that one and uh, um severance is really good on apple tv yeah that was a really cool mystery one um in terms of like movies um i i don't know like uh i guess we'll be talking right now i've been kind of you know watching a ton of oscar movies and those are some of those are hard to take in especially on your first viewing so it's like hard for me to even recommend a movie that i a normal movie that i saw recently (laughs) my wife my wife always knows when it's an oscar movie like i'll put it on without saying anything and she'll be like "This is an oscar nominated film isn't it (laughs) how did you know She's like, well, but, I know the season, but but also the, the they're always like they're always like super sad and depressing and weird. And so. Well, anyway. speaking of
0: uh, speaking of that's my recommendation is Tar uh, by Todd Field. Uh, I I still it's a movie that I, I, I enjoyed in the moment of seeing honestly right when it was over. I kind of was like, man, it's got a lot of high praise for the type of movie it was. But then it's a movie that really when you think about it and kind of marinate on the the themes that it explores, uh, it kind of hits a little deeper. And it's definitely seems like a film uh, that is worth watching a second time, because I think that there's maybe a lot of things working that you're not uh, quite aware of in the moment of watching it. But I, I think it's a. Uh, What I liked about it, I think it's a film that like provokes discussion, even though I don't think it's the best film ever made, if that makes sense. But I I think if you're willing to dive into the uh, madness of Kate Blanchett, it's a movie worth checking out. (laughs) Well, uh, next week, we're going to go further down the list and cover number 15, which is Hitch starring Will Smith uh oh, we God. were actually we were actually talking about will smith uh, before we started recording here oh God. So i I'm sorry i don't mean to
1: ruin your outro here but dang i had a reaction to that okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh i won't lie regardless of how you feel about everything that went down with the uh slap at the oscars uh sadly i think uh that's going to be uh, a lasting image of will smith uh that kind of popped up as i was <laughs> watching the film he couldn't couldn't help but think about it but it'll be interesting to dive into that movie and uh try to overlook you know world versus a uh, fictional world so i
1: i i don't like that movie just because it's not the slap that has anything to do with me not liking that movie i didn't like the movie when i saw it in the so it was terrible so anyway sorry go ahead continue <laughs> just wanted to clarify that <laughs>
0: No, it's good. No, it's good. Um, so, uh, Charles, uh, I know we've talked about it before when you've been on guest on the podcast. But uh, tell tell us all
1: about the great things that you're doing in your world. My podcast is we're it's been kind of on a little bit of a hiatus. Not not too much though. But that's because uh, one of my co-hosts, Kelly, she she had a, her second kid. She had a boy, and so what we we weren't really sure what to do in the meantime. But we've decided to do um, episodes that she would never want to be a part of. So some of the more extreme ones and all that. Um, and in fact, we'll probably be doing uh, trauma movies soon. If you, if you know trauma, um, I, I, I don't actually, I well. So, <laughs> okay, well that's all the whole thing. Maybe I'll invite you for that episode. Cause it would be nice to get your reaction. But uh, I actually just recently kind of randomly, I met um, the creator of trauma. Uh, and so I was really excited about it. <laughs> Lloyd Kaufman. That was awesome. I I won't say anything. These are just, these are not your typical movies at all. Um, And so they're movies that Kelly would never want to watch. So yeah. Okay. So the the title of the podcast, I have three different podcasts, but that one is called the good, the bad, the podcast. It's where we, um, any one of the hosts, they pick a genre. So, you know, we might pick like Steven Spielberg movies and then we would give an example of what we think is his best movie, his worst movie, and then an ugly movie, which is, you know, um, just a guilty pleasure kind of thing. And that's uh, that podcast, and all the other podcasts you could find them on it's just awesome.com. And they're also on awesome. iTunes as well. That's the main place to check it out.
0: Awesome. Great. Yeah. And uh, check those websites out. And then also, for sure, check out moviesorlife.com for episodes, reviews, and more. Uh, and make sure to follow our social media content this week. Uh, I've watched a lot of films over February, so I'll be uh, posting a lot about uh, some of the reviews of some of the movies I've been able to catch up on. And uh, I'll definitely be watching the Oscars come Sunday, so I'll probably be uh, posting about that as well. So um, Charles, as always, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on and talking about this movie.
1: It was fun to of course, revisit this, this was one. Awesome. I, re- I really enjoyed this. I want to do more of these. So anytime you have a need for another guest, call me up. Okay. I will for sure. So, all right. Well, thank you
0: so much. Yeah, of course.